What's up, nerds, and welcome to the Nerd History Podcast, the newest addition to the Love Thy Nerd Podcast Network. The Nerd History Podcast exists to do what all nerds love the most, talk about the history of their favorite fandoms, explaining every detail from start to finish, not letting anyone get a word in edgewise until we have dumped our brain of every factoid and tidbit. Each episode will spotlight one particular nerd history event from that week and take a deep dive into the fandom or the lore, the nerdy facts. I'm Radio Matt. I'm the Director of Content and Resources for Love Thy Nerd and the Station Manager for LTN Radio. And with me, as always, is my beautiful bride, Daedra. And I'm Daedra, future YouTube star. <laughs> current, current YouTube star. We've been on YouTube for more, several more weeks. Famous. <laughs> I do have to tell you. Future more famous. I do have to tell you. There have been quite a few people that have been watching the show. Yeah. That I have a specific story I don't want to share on air, but remind me to tell you. <laughs> okay. It's pretty cool. <laughs> I can't share it yet because it's a future thing that we're involved in with another. It's 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 going to be cool. It's a cool thing. Just know a cool thing's coming, but we can't Is talk about it yet. Bring me money. Not you specifically. Uh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> we are your nerd historians, and today on the show, we're taking a look at the history of YouTube, which celebrates its 19th anniversary as a company this week. So let's take a quick look at YouTube and give our initial thoughts. In 2005, Mm -hmm. That's when we got married. Mm -hmm. uh, the domain name YouTube.com was first registered, laying the groundwork for a revolution in entertainment. YouTube was founded by three former PayPal employees who wanted to create a platform for anyone to upload, share, and watch videos online. Yep. So the first video to ever reach 1 million views was a video of a famous soccer player, Ronaldinho. I don't know how to say his name. Uh, Ronaldinho? Ronaldo? Ron I don't know. Ronaldo? There's too many syllables for it to be Ronaldo. Ronaldo. But anyway, <laughs> he was doing football tricks in a video produced by Nike. Okay. That was the first video. Wow. But the first video to ever reach one billion views was a viral sensation from South Korea. Do you remember... What this might have been? Is it Oppa Gangnam Style? It sure is. <laughs> South Korea's Psy wow. created Gangnam Style, which really did take over the world for a little while. But Matthew the can do the dance. I did the dance. Yes, he was. My wife was amazed. He was a star. The most viewed video of all time. Do you have a guess at all? No. Charlie bit my finger. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good guess. That's a real good guess. No. Currently standing at over 14 billion views. Baby Shark Dance. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know why? You know why if you're a parent, man. Uh-huh. Our girls probably attributed a thousand of those. <laughs> Every day. Oh, baby shark. Oh, baby shark. No. Why? Why? No, no more baby shark. Why is this so entertaining to you? <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. Wow. So how often do you watch YouTube and what do you typically watch? Okay. Um, well. I know you're not a heavy viewer. 
I'm not. I I feel like I I use it a lot for music. Mm-hmm. That's what I figured. So if I'm learning a new song, especially now that we don't have we we pay to not have uh, ads for our children's sake, mm. and uh, so it's really nice. Like if I'm learning a new song for church, I'll totally just listen to it over and over on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> But then now, now that I'm at the office and I like actually have like appointments with people and it's kind of awkward, like sitting in an office with a person, (laughs) 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 Um, I, 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 I play light little guitar music in the background off my phone off of you. While y'all are, while you're meeting with people? Yeah. It's nice to have a little music in the background to fill the empty sound. I guess. That seems strange for an office setting to me. Like, I would get it while you were working, yeah. But yeah, I do that while I'm working, too. That's interesting. Yeah. But, um, no, the main YouTube that I watch now, unfortunately, is with my boys, and that would be Sunday. Oh, gosh. Preston Plays. Sunday, Preston Plays. Um... I long for the days of them wanting to watch Dude Perfect over and over again. Dude Perfect was great. Dude Dude Perfect. Dude Perfect was great. Still is. Still is great. Uh I just don't get to watch it very much. (laughs) What is the best thing about YouTube as a viewer? Is it that you can listen to any music at any point? Yeah, I do like that. Uh Uh-huh. It's nice. They got a lot of karaoke stuff on there, too, that you used to have to pay a hefty price for. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, you can have a karaoke party and not pay a single thing if you got yeah, YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> really true. Um, the way that they have made the deals with all of the record companies and everything to to just allow you to do music. Like the fact that we can make videos and use copyrighted music to that video and it's not a problem whatsoever. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Like, sure, it might monetize it and give the money to the band, but who cares? <laughs> That's really cool. Uh, but I think one of the best things about YouTube is actually, like, the how-to videos. Oh, yeah. I have fixed things on the car. I have fixed our washing machine oh, washing most machine. recently. Yes. I am not a handy person. I'm thankful for the washing machine. I've been able to trade out light bulbs on the car. Mm-hmm. Very intricate and remove eight thousand things to get to it kind of <laughs> jobbies. All right. So, what is the worst thing about YouTube as a viewer? The ads. <laughs> the ads. The fact that it doesn't matter how algorithmed your ad preferences are. If it's October, you're getting spooky creepy ads i don't watch uh yeah anything on youtube that is scary spooky Mm -hmm. nonsense i am not a fan of horror movies or video games of that nature why are why do i have to see them just because it's halloween yeah i would really love like a kid's youtube does that exist youtube kids exist but it's garbage okay It doesn't work like normal YouTube. It's all based on recommendations. Yeah, I guess that's There's only right. like five videos from every creator that the kids like. Like it's, it's, it, they have not put a lot into it and it has been around for so long. Hmm. It's garbage. It's hot I guess garbage. that's right. Cause we tried doing that, right? And mm-hmm. it wouldn't let us watch like Dude Perfect. Right. Yeah. 
like why the uh, the the cleanest yeah. channel I think on YouTube that's right. not a kids channel uh-huh. I'd say it's cleaner than most kids channels <laughs> I don't understand I'd agree with that uh, yeah so I think it was October this past October when we finally decided mm-hmm. nope no more of this and we went like ahead and did Freddy movie pay- that's right it was for that our kid our youngest uh, boy got traumatized just from seeing photos and thumbnails of the Freddy games. Mm-hmm. And yeah. So mm-hmm. we bit the bullet and now we're paying for premium. <laughs> Fun times. <laughs> now we are going to take a deeper dive into the history of YouTube in a bit, but now it's time for a game. Yay. Yay. Each week we go head to head in a game to put our nerdy nostalgia knowledge to the test. We will ask each other five questions, all multiple choice. If we get the answer wrong, we have to guess again. And with each wrong answer, earning us an X. (coughs) Sorry. (laughs) Fewest X's at the end of the round loses. (laughs) Wins. Wins. It's a long paragraph. I understand. Uh, I was saying, I was was trying to turn it to my favor. (laughs) No, I know. Talking about your... Coughing explosion. <laughs> gotcha. uh, so today, in honor of the first anniversary later this week of the worst Ant-Man movie of the trilogy, uh, we're going to take a stab at some Ant-Man MCU trivia. Ant-Man. Huh? Ant-Man, okay. yeah. Okay, all right. All right. I don't know much about him. Call it in the air, heads or tails. Uh, if you tails. get it, you go first. Tails. It is tails. All right. So Deja's going to answer first. Let's do it. Here we go. Free shipping. (sighs) People can't see that. So they have no idea. (laughs) But I saw it. (laughs) Number one. What technology powers Ant-Man's suit? Poe particles? Palmer particles? Pym particles? Or Peabody particles? Palmer particle? Par- particle? <laughs> Palmer particles? Palmer particles. No. What? <laughs> Do you remember the name? I thought it was Palmer. <laughs> Peem? Pim particles? Peem? Peem? Peem particles? You are correct. Pym particles were initially created in the 1960s by scientist Hank Pym, who aided the intelligence organization S.H.I.E.L.D. by harnessing technology used a cu- using a custom suit to become a field agent alongside his wife, Janet Van Dyne. Number two, where does Scott Lang serve his three-year prison sentence? San Quentin, Rikers Island, Leavenworth, or Alcatraz? Come on. <laughs> Rikers Island? <laughs> <laughs> San Quentin. Good job. Scott's <laughs> desire to right wrongs was the motivation for his illegal activities, yet his love for his daughter, Cassie, makes him determined to go straight upon his release from San Quentin Saint Prison. What happened to Luis while Scott was in jail? His dad got deported? His girlfriend left him? His mom died? Or all of these? I'm gonna say all of these. You are correct. Yay! Oh, she left me. <laughs> Scott, how's your girl, man? <laughs> Louise. Oh, she left me. Scott, oh. Yeah, my mom died too. My dad got deported. But I got the van. <laughs> 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 
Oh, where does Scott get a job after his release from San Quentin? Little Caesars, Jamba Juice, H&R Block, or Baskin Robbins? Dang it. What? I don't know. I don't remember. You don't remember? <laughs> this was a pretty big deal. I know. <laughs> Baskin Robbins? Good job. I'm, I haven't even clicked it yet, but I'm just so relieved. <laughs> Adopting the fake identity of Jack, he obtained uh, a job at Baskin Robbins in San Francisco until his boss discovers his criminal past and fires him on the spot. Baskin Robbins don't play. <laughs> Baskin Robbins always finds out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, last one. Who took over Hank Pym's company? Mitchell Carson, Darren Cross, Howard Stark, or Hope Van Dyne? Forget the guy's name. Darren Cross sounds familiar. Try that Why'd one. You just push it. I. You didn't say that was your answer. You said it sounded familiar. I thought you were working through it. Jeez. Mm -hmm. Correct. After Hank was voted out as CEO of Pym Technologies, with his daughter Hope casting the deciding vote, Darren Cross became the new CEO and rebranded the company Cross Technologies. All right. Hey, you only got two. Two X's. Wow. I did not think I knew that much about Ant-Man. That is not bad. All right. You better, you, you better lose. <laughs> <laughs> you, be, you better, you better, you better not do good. Do bad. Okay. He's going to get them all right. <laughs> what does Darren Cross call his weaponized version of the Ant-Man suit? Hornet? Yellow jacket? Scorpion? Wasp? Yellow jacket. Designed to maximize the military applications of PIMS technology. What does Scott give his daughter for her birthday? A rabbit, bear, cat, or dog? Crap. It was a... I think it's a bear, honestly. Ugly. <laughs> it was like a torn up stuffed animal, right? It was like all gross. Oh, like something happened to it on its way to her. Probably. No, no, no. I think he just found it that way. Oh. And bought it for her because she liked weird things. Wow. Pretty sure it was a rabbit. I'm going to say a rabbit. It's either a rabbit or a cat. It's a rabbit. Rabbit. Scott presents Cassie with a hideous stuffed rabbit. He's so ugly, she exclaims. I love him. Wow. Okay. All right. We got that wrong. What kind of safe does oh, gosh. Hank have? Oh, gosh. Arbendale, Schwab, Salamander, or Honeywell? <laughs> Oh, gosh. It's a random question. But it was, okay, yeah, because it was. Lovely. It was a moment. He's like, he got in there and he's like, oh, shoot, this is a whatever. And then he had to figure out how to, like, freeze it or whatever he did. Carbondale. They all sound like a thing. Schwab is a finance something Schwab. or other, isn't it? Charles Schwab. It's a bank. Honeywell is also something else. Salamander's an animal. Turkey, I think. <laughs> <laughs> they do Honeywell. Carbondale. Yay! It's a Carbondale made in 1910 from the same steel as the Titanic. Well. I'm crushing it. Uh, what does Scott find in Hank's safe? Cash, suit, oh. computer, photo album. The suit. Duh. Finds the Ant-Man suit, which he mistakes for an old motorcycle suit. He takes it anyway. Curious why anyone would bother to lock it up. So you've gotten none wrong. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah, that sucks. <laughs> what animal does Cross unsuccessfully shrink? Rat, lamb, 
guinea pig, or rabbit? It was a lamb, wasn't it? A little, like, lamb snot booger it became. Yep. Cross uses lambs as test subjects despite promising hope that he would be using only rats. The experiments continue to be a failure. However, with each shot of pim particles reducing the lambs so tiny to tiny blobs of jelly. That's so gross. Little snotties. Uses a handkerchief to wipe it up. That's nasty. Well, the good news is that was your best performance yet. The bad news is it was yours too. Bad news is not good enough. (laughs) (laughs) That does it for our game. Let's take a trip back to 2005. (sighs) What a time. Before we dive deep into the history of YouTube, let's share some nerdy facts. All right. The first video ever uploaded to YouTube was a 19-second clip of one of the co-founders at the San Diego Zoo. Cool. <laughs> Google bought YouTube for $1.65 billion in 2006, just 18 months after it launched. Holy crap. Mm-hmm. Wow. YouTube is available in 100 countries and 80 languages, covering 95% of the internet population. YouTube is banned in 23 countries, including China, Iran, North Korea, and Turkmenistan. Good job. First try. (laughs) (laughs) So YouTube was originally designed Uh as a dating app. Oh, Launching on Valentine's Day, 2005. And he was at the zoo and said, No, that came later. Be my monkey. (laughs) (laughs) That came later. So the co-founders launched YouTube and asked people to share their videos, um, stating their likes, their dislikes, their interests, etc. Just like, you know, in the 90s, when they had those services that you did that, you'd go and you'd sit in front of a... A thing and talk about yourself, dating videos. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, So that they could find the one person from the viewers as their match. However, the co-founders, which are Jared Karam, Chad Hurley, and Steve Chen, found that their idea of making YouTube a dating app was not working. People were shy about uploading their videos because it seemed a bit creepy. In fact, it appeared no one uploaded a video. So later, the co-founders dropped the idea of continuing YouTube as a dating app and allowed people to upload their videos randomly. This was the turning point for them uh, as it gained more interest from people. And uh, it was that time when one of the co-founders, which was Jared Karam, uploaded that video from 2005, which is Me at the Zoo. That's what it was titled. Mm. The founders took a big big risk with their own money. As you said, they were all um, workers at PayPal. And for years, they pooled all of their bonuses and extra income and didn't spend it on themselves or vacations or anything. And they used that to launch YouTube. Wow. Uh, And of course, like you also said, it paid off quickly because just a year and a half later, Google bought it. (laughs) Uh, Probably the smartest acquisition Google ever made. YouTube is insanely popular. It is the second most visited website after Google itself. Wow. Uh, It has more reach than cable TV does right now in the United States. People ages 18 to 49 tend to spend most of their time watching YouTube as compared to watching cable TV. It has around 2.6 billion monthly users. 
122 million users visit the website on a daily basis. Wow. I am one of those. <laughs> Over 1 billion hours of videos are consumed every day Dang. through the website. Dang. So YouTube is available in over 100 countries, like you said. Uh, and while the United States has 247 million active users, uh, it's only in second place. Really? And it's by a wide margin to India. Okay. India has 467 million active users, which is almost double the amount of the United States. Wow. Yeah. This will explain why the most subscribed to channel on the platform is a channel called T-Series, uh, which is a channel widely popular, uh, known widely for Indian music, like okay. an Indian music label, and a film production company as well. Okay. Uh, so it's a lot of like the Bollywood kind of stuff. Okay. All of that uh -huh. comes from this channel. Uh, cool. They currently sit at 259 million subscribers. Wow. Second most popular channel is Mr. Beast with 238 million. Now, we've watched. Way to go, Mr. Beast. Quite a few Mr. of uh, the boys yeah. and I more than you, but you've watched some of them uh -huh. with us. Yeah. He annoys me. Very good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Videos are a bit much. Mm -hmm. I, I realized, or I saw a video explaining how Mr. Beast's videos keep everybody's attention. And it's that something's changing every three seconds. Oh, geez. Whether that be uh, text popping up on the screen or just jump into a new camera or a sound effect or a this, that, and the other. Um, it's, it's, it's always constantly moving, so it keeps your attention. And... It's brilliant. Yeah. It's brilliant. Yeah. Uh, but I'd say, I think my favorite video was their Squid Games oh, remake. Yeah. That was so good. I agree with that. That but, was a pretty good one. Like, I just watched the Squid Game reality show that they made for Netflix uh, last month. And while that was great, <laughs> Mr. Beast. Mr. Beast did it in an hour, and it was fantastic. <laughs> It was real good. The ones that bother me are like, I'm going to be locked in solitary confinement. You don't like those? I love those. Okay, he's not solitary, though. What They're do you mean? talking to him through the walls and oh, doing all kinds still. of crap. That is not being but locked still. in solitary confinement. But still. <laughs> it's enough. The third most popular channel is uh, Coco Melon Nursery Rhymes. <laughs> 171 million. What does that say about <laughs> how we're raising our children? Some other notable channels include PewDiePie, a Swedish game streamer who was once the most subscribed to channel on YouTube. Uh, he's now number seven uh, because he's recently slowed down, taking a step back because he's a father now. And I can attest to the fact that once we had kids, we cut out a lot of crap. <laughs> we were doing a lot of hobbies went out the window. Yeah. Uh, WWE is 10th on the list, okay. more than any other sports-focused channel. Ooh, way to go, wrestling. Five-Minute Crafts is number 14, uh, which is a content farm with tons of garbage fake life hacks, That's many of which not. are dangerous, but they produce a ton of ad revenue. And 
None of them can be done in five minutes. None of them. Not a single one of them is a five-minute craft. I was watching something, five-minute craft of, like, building some deck out back. (laughs) I'm like, come on. I mean, (laughs) even the the smaller ones require, like, a hot glue gun. I'm like, that's five minutes just to heat that up. (laughs) Okay? Quit lying. Quit your lying. Gathering all that material. How long did that take? Uh, Pink Fong, the minds behind Baby Shark, are number 18 on the list, followed by Justin Bieber, the Biebs, the Biebs at number 19. Wow. Did he beat Taylor Swift? Oh, we'll get there. Dude Perfect <laughs> is 30th on the list. Wow. Which is still very high. Very, very high. Yeah. Taylor Swift is, is 36. Okay. On the list. I expected her to be a lot higher. Yeah. Especially given that a fifth of America plans to vote for whomever she says to vote for. <laughs> that still blows my mind. I told my coworker that she said, my husband will have a cow if he learns <laughs> All right, let's get to the downsides here. The most disliked video on YouTube is actually a video from YouTube. <laughs> it's the YouTube Rewind 2018. So the Rewind was a yearly recap of, okay. you know, everything that happened on the channel or on the site. It would feature a lot of like viral celebrities from that year, callbacks to viral moments from that year. Uh, but each year as that video got bigger, it also kind of got more out of touch. And several creators took a stab at making their own after the 2018 debacle. Um and they made a lot of better rewind videos in the aftermath. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the next year, they tried to reformat it as like a countdown of top moments from the year. But even then, they picked and chose some things that made YouTube look really good, leaving out accomplishments achieved by huge creators uh, that were deemed more problematic, which included PewDiePie at the time, who, again, long reign as the most subscribed to and still in the top 10 most subscribed to um this uh this is currently the the 2019 one is currently the sixth most disliked video on the channel wow Uh, after that year they retired doing it wow uh yeah so we can't see dislikes anymore right we'll talk about that too in a minute yeah the second, you know it's the, s- <laughs> the second most disliked video. Uh-huh. Take a guess. <laughs> Baby Shark Dance. <laughs> One of the most watched videos. Watched video. And most disliked <laughs> videos. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's hilarious. So, yes, YouTube has been no stranger to controversy. Uh, there are dozens of them. But we're only going to go through a few of the bigger ones. Uh, the first one that I want to cover is the Adpocalypse of 2017-2018. They uh, developed an automated content policing tool and implemented it to demonetize content that they deemed not advertiser-friendly. And while this intended initially to quell like hate speech-related content uh, or overly violent or sexual content... It eventually spread further to even restricting videos with curse words in them, which was kind of nice for a while, I'm going to be honest, because a lot of the channels that I like that tended to cuss too much kind of stopped doing that for a while or at least started bleeping their stuff, which I'm like, they they 
thank you. I like that. And that's still kind of somewhat in play uh, for a lot of the channels. Uh, but this was, this tool was eventually used in ways many people deemed politically motivated, mm. demonetizing several conservative leaning channels uh, under the guise of it being misinformation. And political controversy continued into 2020 as videos that spoke against the mainstream COVID narrative oh. were removed, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, or at the very least, they were marked with a big label underneath <laughs> the video that I think they still do anytime you mention COVID that said, this is misinformation or whatever. This included videos by prominent scientists and politicians, many of whom were eventually proven correct. <laughs> <clears throat> there were also controversies surrounding the newly elected Joe Biden, uh, whose speech videos were being disliked at a huge rate. The ratio of likes to dislikes was abysmal. <laughs> uh, <laughs> now, first... YouTube seemed to be caught removing thousands of dislikes in real time. Like people were filming their computers and refreshing that. and suddenly it would go from like uh, 300,000 dislikes down to like 99,000 dislikes all of a sudden. And that happened on a couple of his speeches. Uh, and then shortly after that, they just partially removed the dislike buttons functionality mm -hmm. in total. Uh, the dislike button still exists, but users cannot see the number of dislikes on a video, which while not specifically said to be because of the white house or requested by the white house, mm -hmm. it was ill timed enough that the narrative was, well, that became it's the conclusion. so obvious. That's what <laughs> the reason given by YouTube was that, quote, some creators were being unfairly targeted by purposeful dislikes, as in going to a video just to dislike it. Mm. They said it was to protect newer channels just starting out from harassment. However, even without the count, the dislike button is still there, and the creators still do see those numbers in their studio. Like, we can see the numbers. Oh, you see. Yeah. See all the we can see who dislikes me. it. Yeah. Okay. And it hurts every time. <laughs> uh, moreover, the YouTube community as a whole believes that this has harmed the YouTube experience as dislikes were the, the main way to determine if a video was false, dodgy, or just clickbait. Like you could oh, assess the quality it. of a video uh -huh. before you watched it. Right. Based on the amount of dislikes. Right. And critics also point out that trolls who target small creators do that in the comments. That's true. Like, you're not going to get any real satisfaction of, ha, hit your dislike button, suck on that, newbie. <laughs> Teach you to be trying to do trick shots like me, and I'm going to dislike you. There are plenty more controversies in varying degrees, but the show has a time limit. Uh, but one that we can't skip is Elsagate. Elsagate. This was a controversy surrounding videos on YouTube Kids. Okay. That featured people portraying Elsa and often Spider-Man in videos that at first appear child-friendly. 
but then feature adult themes, sometimes sexual and violent in nature. It expanded way beyond these videos, too. Several animated videos were also created to look like Baby Shark, Paw Patrol, even Bluey, but then featured terrible violence, like Bluey being run over by a car. Holy crap. uh, Or scary monsters from video games or whatever popping up out of nowhere. This showcased a great lack of quality control for YouTube kids. Mm -hmm. Though mostly corrected now, there are still reports of things that sneak by. Uh, It's a big bummer. Yeah. It's a big bummer. And it just more goes to prove they don't care about the YouTube Kids app uh, nearly enough. They should scrap it, revamp it, get a rating system or something going. Yeah. Have people that have I've, to approve the videos yeah, or something. Have your videos. Approved. I mean, I understand there's got to be a lot of them. And I understand that's a big job. But I mean, but maybe it, your would, Google. it would allow only quality. Mm hmm things to be shown because if you have to sit there and wait for approval and you're trying to you know be a sneaky sneak with some crap like that you're not gonna do it yeah right i feel like the better option would be instead of allowing anybody to upload things to the youtube kids app that they make partnerships with established channels and brands that they already know have a history of being clean content that's true like if they Saddled up with Pink Fong and Dude Perfect and all these. And like, hey, you've been on this channel. You're on this website for decades. You have a proven track record of being family friendly. Yeah. Let's feature all your stuff there and let them search for it and go through it all. Like, it should just be like a, an allowed thing. This channel is allowed here. It right. should be a, a content wall where the app works exactly the same. As the main YouTube app, mm-hmm. but only features channels that have proven that they are family friendly. I would like. I don't to. understand how that's so hard. Because then, too, you can, you know, since they're a big popular channel, and you can tell them the rules, you can, you know, punish them mm-hmm. if they don't follow them, right? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> they're right. They wouldn't want to risk their not, yeah yeah. Yeah, they, they wouldn't, wouldn't want to fine from you because they mm-hmm. put a cursy word in their YouTube kids thing, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we should be running you, that department. That's what I'm saying. need to go work for you. <laughs> uh, the latest big news surrounding YouTube is what has felt like a, a mass exodus of several large creators with millions of followers uh, over just the last few months. Uh, including one of the most well-known, uh, Matt Pat from Game Theory, which is a really big channel. It's actually a set of four different channels. Um, diving into why this might be happening is a whole show on its own. Uh, luckily, that show already exists. Uh, a few weeks ago, I was invited onto the Nerdy Gritty uh, from Save Point Ministries to discuss why large creators were quitting you. Quitting YouTube. Large queerdos were quitting YouTube. <laughs> Here is a short clip from that show. Blurred lines. And kind of the, the tagline I've said on here is, where does play end and work begin? Mm. So, Matt, we're just going to pass that over to you for a second here and say, what do you mean by blurred lines? And why do you think this is an impact on these people? 
Yeah. So when I was researching the article, I actually went and I watched uh, as many of these videos in full as I could. And I think the uh, the streamer or vlogger, essentially Seth Everman, uh, who had 4.26 million subscribers and said goodbye in November, uh, really kind of encapsulated what all the others said in a way. And it's that when it comes down to even the, the mundane parts of your life, you feel like you're always needing to farm your life for content. Mm -hmm. He said he even tried to take a vacation and he would be sitting there trying to relax, feeling anxious that he's not vlogging the vacation for future content. And uh, you know, it, it becomes, we're, we're in a such a, such a content driven content focused uh, society right now. Uh, I mean, the same thing goes with TikTok and everything. You know, you have you have so many TikTokers that feel like they have to have a brand new TikTok every day. Some do it every few hours, and if they don't, they're going to lose the draw. They're going to lose the attention of the viewer, and then their numbers are going to go down. They're going to lose money, and that's something that you know when we think of normal television and normal movies and things that take years and years to to write and film and produce and edit and all this. And you realize that each one of those groups, you know, gets time off in between <laughs> all these things. The actors aren't acting for the full year that it's coming right. out. I'll record them all on a set or have time off, have a few days here and there. But for people that are creating content on YouTube and TikTok and things like that, uh, even Twitch, it's like a, a day in, day out. Mm -hmm. Like this is your full-time job, always being a personality, always trying to come up with something new and something fresh. You have people making, you know, what would normally be 10 years worth of content on a TV show in a year. Mm -hmm. It might not all be great gold content, but it's still something that something. people are expecting to see. And if you don't see something new from that person in a while, you click off of them. You stop or you stop seeing them in your, your feed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They stop, they stop getting <laughs> an algorithm. So it's this, this constant need to innovate and entertain. And you can't just keep doing the same thing over and over again, either. It's, uh, it, just, it, just explaining it is exhausting me right now. <laughs> yeah. So you can find that whole conversation on the nerdy gritty, which we've linked in the description of this video and on the webpage, everywhere that you're finding this, you'll find the description, uh, the link in it, rather. Now <laughs> that we've taken a look back at just some of YouTube's history, this week we've looked at uh, just what a large role this website plays in our society. So we asked our LTN Facebook group, Love Thy Nerd Community, what is your favorite YouTube channel? Both maybe a popular one and one you think that is too under the radar. Uh, surprise, surprise, only one person followed that guideline of just giving us two channels um, <laughs> but to be fair i couldn't do it either so i have a very long list that we'll go through uh but kudos to our winner today brandon who did this correctly he says dude perfect uh because it's something i can watch with uh with someone of all ages and they aren't afraid at all to speak about their faith plus who doesn't like trick shot videos and videos where they make fun of different stereotypes again those stereotypes are like situation based not <laughs> i just figured that sounded bad it's it's like, like thanksgiving phone, stereotypes airplane. yeah, yeah. Stereotypes. movie theater stereotypes yeah not 
race related at all. And the pro-pro, yeah. <laughs> he says, uh, he continues, my favorite hidden gym channel is probably up, up, down, down. Then he questioned whether or not that would be considered a hidden gym because it's just a bunch of wrestlers hanging out, having fun playing video games, which combined two of my favorite things. Uh, up, up, down, down, I would not consider a hidden gym, though probably not as popular as down, down, most. Down, down, down. <laughs> Uh, it would be right, left, right, left. Thank you. <laughs> Trishan said, oh, man, that's a rabbit hole I'm willing to travel down. How ridiculous. No dumb questions. Mike Rowe, the history guy. Adam Savage is tested. Alex Steele, Beneath the Tangles. Jay two, Jay's Two Cents. Jimmy Diarestra. Matt Whitman. T time Team Official. All my favorites. I haven't heard of most of those. Uh, Terry says, Mike Winger, Martin Isles, Brad Stein has issues, Red Pin Logic, Cultish, Dr. Mike, Legal Eagle, Wrestling with Regret. <sighs> I feel like I do not good channels. watch YouTube very you don't. much. <laughs> so let's talk about you. What are, what are your favorite channels? Me? You already said Dude Perfect, but there's a new one that you enjoy that you're very excited oh, about. Oh, yeah. Um, what's it called? Studio C. Studio C. Studio C. It's like. My sister it's like, introduced me. Yeah. To Studio C, uh huh. SNL esque, uh, but clean clips, but clean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe that's what the C stands for. I don't know, but <laughs> but it's nice. It's very it's nice. Pretty fun. And I, you know, I have no qualms with watching with the kids. Mm -hmm. it was, there, some of their stuff is a little like they're not going to get it. You know, the right. kids like, and which they didn't cartoons when we were kids that's true they put a whole bunch of adult jokes in that as oh a kid gosh, you don't yeah. get i just watched a whole video showcasing different ones in like fairly odd parents and like man i didn't gather any of those up when i was a kid and there were so many wow <laughs> there were like two dozen really adult jokes huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> i do like it yeah, yeah. um Okay, cool. That's it then. The crayon video is my favorite. The crayon one. <laughs> I don't think I've seen that one yet. My favorite one from them is the Star Trek parody one. The oh yeah, that it's gonna one. take two hours, Captain. You have one hour. No, um, I, I said it I, I went. I went to the academy for this. I <laughs> if I say it takes two hours, it's it's gonna take minimum two hours you have one hour <laughs> you got to oh, tell them it's going to take yeah. twice as long as what it's going to take so then you'll have the right amount of time <laughs> <clears throat> all right uh, i have my list oh my we're gonna gosh. go through it smosh and all of the related channels those of you who've been around on youtube know that's one of the biggies fail army big enough to have their own like 24 7 channel on every one of those free tv things that you apps like roku and and uh, uh -huh. the peacock live streams like all of them have like the fail army all every hotel even has that on their channels list i feel like i've like <laughs> gone into restaurants and that's what's playing mm -hmm. on the tv mm -hmm. right like just yeah just fail videos yeah. i i have a couple problems with fail army okay one is whenever they put captions of what people are saying they're always wrong <laughs> and it makes me so mad because i can Fail. hear it clearly how how can you think they just said that do you have a deaf person writing your captions 
trying to read pixelated lips from somebody's cell phone video. Oh my goodness. It's so bad. And I don't know if they're doing it on purpose because I know that's a stupid thing that people do on the internet Mm -hmm. with their videos is misspell things or say the wrong words or whatever. So you'll get a whole bunch of common engagements saying, hey, that was the wrong word. Uh Uh The other thing is, and I think they're doing this just for legal reasons, but you will have clips where someone is clearly injured, possibly dead. And they always say, no one was harmed at the <laughs> bottom. No, not buying it. Not by that car flipped off a bridge and fell into a river. <laughs> and then exploded. No one was harmed and then exploded. <laughs> then exploded. And we saw limbs. No one was harmed. Nobody. Not a single person was harmed. Yeah. Uh, How ridiculous, which was missing by Tristan. They're the the dude perfect of Australia. Okay. Um little less on the trick shots lately and more on like making big spectacles like the, when i first started watching them they were most of their videos were taken from a giant tower like this really tall tower at, at a, a science um museum i don't, I don't know if it, i think it might have been a museum. but like they did experiments there but like uh-huh. this was this enclosed thing where the experiments were dropping things and so they oh. were they were able to use it and they would first just like drop things and see how they would explode or bounce or whatever. But then they started getting like a giant axe, like a massive giant axe, and then dropping things to watch them split. And they have all these slow motion cameras to see how they'd split apart and fly everywhere. They would drop refrigerators and cars, and they'd have trampolines. They'd drop giant things on trampolines and see where they fly, bowling balls. And all. I might have seen, I, like I know I've some seen crazy like stuff. things where they're just like topped on topped on topped of trampolines. Like it's just those kind of things really, really too. Yeah, yeah, trampolines and they're jumping. I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. So they, they do a lot of stuff like that, but currently they've been doing um, a lot of videos where they have two cannons and they're firing things into each other for the slow motion to see what's going to happen that's been pretty cool recently they did two glass balls like two giant bowling ball sized glass balls and when they connected in the slow motion frame just a nanosecond you wouldn't even be able to see it in real time with your eyes Uh both of them lit up with electricity and then shattered into a billion pieces. That's cool. Like, apparently, that is the the best uh, image of that phenomenon happening that that exists. Wow. Okay. Yeah, but they just did this a few months ago. I'm gonna have to look. It's that really up. really cool. Uh, Balls fighting <laughs> electricity. I'll, I'll send you the link. Uh, <laughs> I can't talk about all of these with this level of gusto, so I'll go through them quickly. Good gracious. Just read it. Beard meets food. Competitive eater guy goes to all the different, kind of like man versus food was. Uh Goes to, eats all these challenges. Uh He's much better than the man versus food guy was, Adam Richmond. Cool. Uh, Nation squid, technology stuff, history. Wrestling with regret. Wrestling stuff. Uh, Gamer from Mars, Nerdstalgic, Wrestle Talk, Good Mythical Morning. That's Rhett and Link's uh-huh. morning show. Uh-huh. That is still going. They've done like 2,500 episodes. Have they gotten all weird now? Oh, they're very weird, okay. but it's still very fun. Right. 
Cultaholic, Mr. Beast, we talked about Nexpo, What Culture Wrestling, Game Theory, Food Theory, Film Theory. Those are all the MatPat channels that I like. He also has a style theory one. I'm not a big fan of that one. <laughs> Mike Winger, he is a, uh, I don't know if he's a pastor. I think he's a pastor. But he, he talks a lot about um, biblical questions that people have and, and dives in. Cool. You know, thing. It's, it's very, very interesting guy. Cool. Dude Perfect, of course. How It Should Have Ended. That was a oh, show that you liked a lot. Yeah. Those animated mm-hmm. uh, parodies of how this movie could have gone differently. With Usually it's like making fun of something that would have been insanely obvious to right. do. And it would have solved everything. Movie would have been done in two seconds. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> mm-hmm. Dry Bar Comedy, which is from Angel Studios. The clean comedian thing, okay. which they have. Mm-hmm hundreds of these specials now like it's been going on i think since 2018 they've got wow they just keep cranking these out cool mr who's the boss he's um a guy over in britain who who does a lot of technology videos in depth test testing out stuff pleasant green pleasant green is a scammer catcher like he he catches video or uh phone scammers like he okay. even works with a group of people that can catch them in the act and they try and call in and save people that are currently on the phone with a scammer. Really? Like they, it's pretty intense sometimes. That's cool. It's really neat. That's cool. Uh, that 19, that 19 is a company that has a whole bunch of wacky gifts, you know, like fart spray and rubber chickens and, you know, all these kind of things. But they have a very, very fun huh. YouTube channel. Ryan George, he's the guy from the pitch meetings. So you got a movie for me, huh? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, Blimey Cow. Blimey Cow is that Christian set of brothers who did the like 10, uh, 10 ways to prove that you were a homeschooler or something like that. Like, so that was okay. their most famous videos. Mm-hmm. Uh, First We Feast, which is the channel has hot ones where they're eating the hotter and hotter wings as they're interviewing celebrities. <laughs> Love that channel so much. <laughs> Company Man, I think is kind of a hidden gem. This is just like a dude, just like a, a very chill dude uh, who talks about the in-depth, kind of like what we're doing with the show, talks about the in-depth history of brands oh, it goes okay. into like how they're when they get sold and bought and like he'll do follows them from yeah. when they started yeah, what it's, they it's are today very, yeah very good very chill videos but very well done that's cool did you know gaming honest youth pastor all three vsauce channels amuleto amuleto is a channel that does a bunch of uh short films uh-huh. And the the first one that I ever saw was one I believe I showed you, which was the time travel one where the dude is stuck in the bathroom. Yes. You remember that? Okay. Oh, it's, uh-huh. that's such – I've watched uh-huh. it five times, I think, now. It's <laughs> such a good short. Uh, Captain Midnight, Defunct Land. Defunct Land is uh, documentaries on, like, amusement parks and, and things like that that have closed down and as to why and – Oh, okay. Injuries or whatever that have happened in the past, those kind of things. Yeah. Yee. Red Pen Logic, Natalie Gold. She is a, she's like the only one that I think is entertaining who is just a reaction. Uh, oh. you know, she watches like movies and TV shows and whatever that she hasn't seen. Mm-hmm. And I just, it's very entertaining. 
the way uh, I've I've watched her watch things, so many things. <laughs> it is very weird. Thing to me. It is very weird. She's one of the few people I think that does it well. <laughs> Sorry. How, <laughs> How to cook that with Anne Reardon. Uh, this this lady and her family also Australian. Um, at one point, she had a channel for a long, long time, and it was mostly recipes and stuff and mm-hmm. baking and all that kind of stuff. But uh, one time, she did a video debunking Five Minute Crafts and you know, their subsequent like food related ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't remember what the food related channel is, but it's the same company, and. It was her most popular video ever. And so she just like started doing that more and more. So now she become she's become mainly a debunker of food myths and food hacks on the internet. And she'll usually show you – she'll go through it. She'll do it. She'll do the hack and show you what will actually happen. Uh-huh. And then she'll usually tell you how to fix it. Okay. And it won't be five minutes. But it's like if you want to really do something like this, here's what you do. Like it's really well made. I'm very impressed every time she comes That's out with a cool. video. This is Dan Bell. This is a documentarian who goes to dead or dying malls and just walks around. It's just filmed basically from his perspective, walking around, showcasing all the different you things. Go to our mall. <laughs> <laughs> Ours is actually really good compared to the ones that he goes to. But like most of them are like dying and where there's like five things open and it's, you know. It's kind of like that one mall I dropped you off on in Oklahoma City where yeah, it was thanks. like four uh-huh. stores and uh-huh. a train, toy train depot. <laughs> and was and I was there for, for hours. hours. Pretty Sorry. sure one store thought I was a shoplifter because of how long <laughs> How I long you there. were just loitering. I would go in and look around and come back out and then go in and look around and come back out. <laughs> I was going to, a, I think it was a, a Celebrate Recovery Leadership uh-huh. training day. Uh-huh. And yeah, you know, we'll drop you off at the mall here. I found a mall right nearby. I'm like, okay, and I drop you off and I leave. <laughs> Nothing for you to do. Anyway, they had food there, right? Didn't they have like a crappy food court? You were able to eat I something. I'm pretty sure you were. <laughs> probably. Uh, but anyway, I sometimes, <laughs> sometimes he goes. He like, I guess, trespasses into like closed down, abandoned. Built, you know, mall buildings, and it, it those ones do tend to be creepy, uh, because they're usually trashed, they're usually trashed from other people breaking in, you know. So, there's going to be graffiti, there's going to be whatever was left in there strewn about, but it's it grips you, it grips you. Brooks Holt, this dude and his wife do what I wish we could do, (laughs) they just travel America and play mini golf. They just film themselves. Better at it than No, they're not. That's the thing that boggles my mind. They are not any better than we are, and they do this for a living and have done it for years. And I'm like, man, y'all are bad. But they make a lot of money. They make a lot of money. But it's a good. I I would love it. In 2025. As far as I can tell, they're the only ones that do this as well. Let's film our. Yeah. Are, um, They're entertaining people. Terrible mini golfing. Kane Pixels. This is the backrooms guy, uh, which I don't think I've shown you any of these because they're creepy. Creepy but not scary. See, you're such a liar. Things. You started out on this show talking uh, about watching uh, anything scary. 
No, I said I don't watch horror. <laughs> I don't watch animatronic monsters coming to life. I don't watch zombies chomping at you. I don't watch pea soup being thrown up out of a girl's head as she's spinning around. I don't watch that kind of stuff. The creepy, like, you sure know is something coming, coming <laughs> kind of thing. I do like. Uh, <laughs> he recently came out with a, because he signed a deal for the backroom stuff, so now he can't make any more of the backroom stuff because they're going to make that into an actual movie. And so he's made a new thing, which I did tell you about, but I, it, there's no I way like to, remember it. there's no way to really explain it without you watching it. But uh, newer thing, go check it out. It's a very interesting three-part deal. Kind of based on some real stuff that happened in a mall, uh, but made entirely creepy and really fun. And then lastly, my favorite, and this is also a creepy one, but again, not horror, Local 58. This is the hidden gem that if you haven't seen it and gone there, I think there's less than 12 videos. They come out very rarely. But it's just like this analog thriller kind of stuff. It's like old 80s, 90s, different eras. But it's, and the whole story is still not even out there yet. But it's like something about the moon. The moon is alive and hostile to us. And somehow it or the minions of it are able to hack into like the analog systems on TVs of this one channel, one station. And so they're like typing things out there. Like there's one called, um, there's one about the weather. It's like a weather, st weather statement. And it's like a, a civil danger alert. Please stay inside. Um, <clears throat> until you get, you know, another message or whatever. And then you could see it, like delete that message and start typing out a new, all is fine. <laughs> Go outside now. <laughs> and then it cuts to these weird, uh, it's, it's, it's creepy, but good. I'm it's the good creepy. Right now. It's the good I'm creepy. Watch it's really <laughs> I, oh, Deidre, I cannot tell you the amount of times I've tried to convince myself to force you to watch one of these <laughs> because I know you would like them, but you would also hate mm -mm. having seen them. <laughs> it's one of those things where like, this is an entertaining thing to see, <laughs> but now it's in my brain forever. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, if you like just being creeped out a little bit, <laughs> Cane Pixels and Local 58 are the way to go. That's my limit too. <laughs> Those are those are all my main channels. That's how I can tell you I'm here. YouTube. I'm here every day. <laughs> YouTube. <laughs> YouTube.com. That's why I don't watch uh, it. See, watch enough for the both of us. <laughs> <laughs> so we had a power outage earlier when I was finishing the script and I wasn't able to finish it. So oh. work your way around this, Deidre. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> uh, what do you think of YouTube? <laughs> what about YouTube in general? What is your favorite YouTube of all time? <laughs> I said that perfect. wrong. I'm this is perfect. Uh, oh, we want to know. <laughs> Tell us on the socials at 
Nerd History LTN. Subscribe to the Nerd History Podcast via the Love Thy Nerd YouTube channel or on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, etc. And find us on lovethynerd.com slash nerdhistorypod. And we also have our daily Today in Nerd History short and article that comes out every day at lovethynerd.com slash nerdhistory with photos and nerdy facts. I don't have one. <laughs> I finally remembered that you're going to do it and get all excited. I don't have a nerd future. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> we had a power outage. We ran out of time. Ran out of time. But in lieu of a nerd future, let me remind you to go catch the episode of the Nerdy Gritty that I was featured on as we go into why big YouTubers are leaving the platform. Uh, it's, it's really, it gets into... Uh, a lot of lessons that we need to learn as people, no matter what we do in life, uh, including things that I still need to learn <laughs> about not burning yourself out huh. uh, and mental health and all that kind of stuff. So it's it's a very good episode. I implore you to go check it out. <clears throat> but cool. beyond that, we'll be back next week as we travel back in time for another event to celebrate in nerd history. Once again, I'm Radio Matt. And I'm Deidre. And remember, in the past, present, and future. Jesus loves you, nerds.